I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts. And this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast brought to you in partnership with Audient. And we're coming to you this time from TYX in Talyard Studios, London. That's right. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, musicians and more about their Fantasy Forever Studio. The fantasy studio that our guests dream up in this session right here today is one that they will have to live with forever. But even in fantasy studio foreverdom, there are some rules. That's right, the rules. So our guests can select a computer, a DAW and an audio interface. Then they get just six other bits of studio kit plus one luxury item. There is one more rule though, isn't there, Chris? Yes, that's it. That's right, no bundles. Uh, They will not be allowed to select a package of software or hardware that's sold as a bundle of items, as a single item. No bundles. No bundles. This time, our guest is the percussionist and keyboard player from the enormously successful British trio London Grammar, and he has just launched his own solo project. Yep, a solo project born out of his love of electronic music and synths, so it's going to be interesting to see whether he can slim down his studio to just six items. Indeed it will be. Let's find out if he can. This is My Forever Studio with Dot Major. Welcome. Welcome. Hello, how you guys? Hello. Hey. The big enthusiastic intro, as promised. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know... We all know London Grammar and this, but let's 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 do a little bit of uh, about the new project and how that how mm. this. I mean, we said it was born out of a love of electronic music, and uh, you know, we've we've looked at your Instagram. We've seen you got yeah. some nice kits. So uh, how did that <laughs> how did that start? I mean, obviously playing keyboards and stuff. But yeah. Was, when did it get out of control? Oh wow. Well, um, was it out of control? <laughs> well, no, not for us. But you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely out of control. Um, well, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it was interesting, like growing up, actually, I, I had, um, as a pianist, it was like, I, my brother, my dad, it's like kind of collects guitars and my brother is a guitarist as well. Um, he's just like singer songwriter and he has a, they, like growing up, they always had this kind of like growing guitar collections and they could always like almost idolize the guitars they had. And like they had, and it, it felt like a really special connection as like someone who did kind of enjoy collecting things. But I mean, collecting drum kits or pianos is like well, I mean drum kits is obviously not a vibe anyway to collect but also like for space reasons like mm. pianos and drums it just never really was a thing so when I finally kind of got into synths I felt like I could connect with this like historic version of things in a way that I couldn't before because it was always I mean like vintage drums for example some people are into it for me yeah, they mm-hmm. just kind of sound pretty crap so it's like it was never really like I, I've always been into really um, pristine sounding kind of like punchy drum kits so mm. it was always like modern worked for me anyway but then as soon as I started getting into sound design it was like oh shit this is whole new world of stuff that it was to get obsessed like, about yeah yeah which yeah. was obviously symbols can be a thing that a lot of drummers get into though for that reason like kind of i mean yeah. how exciting is that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean not as exciting you've been to the nam show oh yeah people love a symbol of the course that, that was me like when i was a kid i mean i used to be like oh rhythm magazine thomas yeah. lang unbelievable. <laughs> but it was like um yeah it was it never really kind of got me and i was that i was like kind of i remember i bought this pearl reference kit when when i was like 18 it was just like insane and I was I was like it's got three sheets of African mahogany inside 12 <laughs> sheets of maple and I was just like this is it yeah but then yeah I, I don't know what it is I know from, you're doing that about wood and side and panels now yeah, yeah. Cheeks. and cheeks I mean sorry. I do that is, I'm kind of into that <laughs> we all are it's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's actually really because I like on the Jupiter it's just like the fact that it has like metal sides yeah. I've always felt you it's can really get great. custom end cheeks made from why would you do that yeah, okay fine fine <laughs> wow. people do people <laughs> do Stance. Yeah. No, I like it. I like the first yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was the first what was the first like major synth you bought then around that time? When when did it 
first start being as expensive as 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 important as drums. Uh, well, I mean, it was expensive immediately. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was already kind of more important. Um, I think because for me, I kind of grew up playing piano and playing drums, and then it was like to really express myself. Like I found that in production, in in sonically for sure. So it was like mm. uh, having the ability to I, like having the ability to kind of explore so many different worlds. Was I started just like getting an SPDS, and I was yeah. like in band practice and I was just like mm-hmm. sampling random shit on it like sorry can I swear yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah like um you know with Nail and I, I had that yeah. thing where it's like why has my head gone numb <laughs> like I just had all these like just pissing everyone off in my band practice but then it was like uh first synth I ever bought was a Prophet 12 and it's still it's a good first synth. Is a great yeah and it's actually synth. also interestingly like until the other day was the only synth I've ever sold Oh yeah, um, it was like I because I it's just too. I'd probably enjoy it more now, but for a first synth, it was just so menu divey. I always really like kind of one knob for function, yeah. like simplicity. Mm-hmm. If I want to do something, it's like I want to do it quite quickly. Is that did it have pots or was it the endless rotaries? No, the... it does. It does have pots, okay. but it's just that right. it's like and it's it's probably it is actually quite interesting. And then the other day, I sold a, a, a Moog One, like probably for ah. very similar reasons. And actually, when I sold it, I got it out and was like messing with it and I was just like oh crap I was like why am I selling this it's so good but yeah. I, just... I had that demo in a sense somebody comes around and says oh can we see it working and you start playing on it show, yeah, yeah, yeah. to show them how good it is and you go yeah it's really good you should buy it and then you're like hang on no wait, don't wait, buy it I want this this is really good <laughs> why, why, why yeah, yeah, this? Yeah. Yeah. and then when the guy was there I was like this is great and I, as I was selling it to him yeah. I was like being a salesman I, I was just yeah. like I want to buy this this is <laughs> So good. Convince yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did. I was like, yeah. "Do you want? Do you fancy selling it?" Yeah. <laughs> but he'd driven a long way. Yeah, yeah. So I had to give it to him. Um, so, um, tell us about like you know building the studio and, and how you and how you produce as well. Because I mean, we're going to get on mm. very quickly to um, mm. building your fantasy forever studio. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, what what do you look for in a creative space? And like, you know, or does, does it even matter? Do you care as long as it's got loads of inspiring yeah, I, kit? I think like. I really don't care about whether something comes from like a soft synth or a synth or whatever it is. I think if you feel like for a creative, like for me, it's not even really about necessarily so much how it sounds. It's like it's it's almost purely about the process of like it's the same thing as limitations. It's like if you have with us with a synth, like I, I quite often will just like scroll through soft synth sounds, find something I like and use it or whatever. And you And sometimes it's like my modular or whatever is being so annoying that I'm like okay screw you i would just go over and do yeah. it on the computer but mm. but it's more like if if you're working with other people like there's nothing that i personally find like more dry than just like a a room with like a computer and like one midi keyboard and it's like so let's like write some music because it's mm. i think if you want to make especially if you're delving into electronics it's like you would always have the same thing as like sitting around a campfire with an acoustic guitar and like a mm. djembe or whatever it is like instruments give you the ability to communicate with an immediacy that like yeah. you just can't do when you're just nerding in front of a computer together i've met artists like that before where they, they'll have loads of kit that essentially never really makes it onto the record but yeah. it's like it just mm. makes them want to go into the room and like and like start yeah. doing stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean but then it might end up being oh well that's a cool riff but I'll do it on that soft or, or like or it's just yeah. so obtusely out of tune yeah, that, yeah. Like, you're just like okay I've got to replace that but yeah. it's still for me I'm I'm always like I do I do like I do use them all the time um, but it's definitely a thing where it's it's very much very much about the process and like and by the same token i've spent too much time with all of this stuff that's like never quite set up properly or you have all your shit on like jasper's racks and then you're like Mm. oh let's use that so you gotta go in there pull it out and put it down so it's actually only really this year that i um 
basically went through the studio and like when we had a bit of downtime and like um, after we finished some touring last year with the band and I, I've got everything like hooked up on all the time because then do you know like um Guy Chambers' yeah, studio, yeah. Yeah. studio, so it's kind of Sleep like that. Sound, isn't it? I'm like, what yeah. is the point in having myself if it's not just on? And I just want to be able to walk over something and play it and then it'd be like it's on and it works. Otherwise, you've lost the moment of like wanting to create or like whatever your idea was. And in mm. your sort of dream forever studio. Um, would you, would it be somewhere that you have at home or would it be somewhere that you go to? Because some people have different yeah. opinions on, on that. Yeah, it depends who's about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's start delving into the, yeah. the fantasy yeah. dream forever studio. Yeah. Like, Let's start off with where would you have it in the world if you could have a studio anywhere in the world, Sky's oh. Limit, like where would you put, where would you put them? Um, I mean, I, I really don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think that like necessarily having some other than having daylight. That's obviously a okay. really important thing because yeah. I spent three years with like, um, do you know, S. G. Lewis and my brother. We we like shared a studio in. Um, uh, we had the studio. Where was it in? Uh, if I had a complete memory bank, Gin Factory Studios, okay. which is now like Sony Studios, Clark and Wells, right. and, and we were three stories down, right? Yeah. And it was just like wow. this dungeon where like there was. Did you have I had rats everything and mice? set up? I had it all. No, it wasn't rats and mice. Okay. Although my brother claims that there was a ghost and that someone <laughs> clairvoyant came and was like okay. and told him that there was a ghost. And now he's like, oh. I, I was right. Because so, obviously that means he was right. But basically, <laughs> um, we'd go down like three flights of yeah. stairs and it did have a kind of vibe where sometimes I'd, I'd just go to work and then I'd just like have a nap on the sofa and then just be like, I've, worked, I've been to work. So it was like, it, sometimes that can really destroy your mm, yeah. creativity. But I, yeah. I, like, actually, where. Where we are now is like I'm in. It's only about ten minute drive from my house, but it's just I would I would ha- I would say it's in London because for me it's like you could go and have some studio in like the rainforest somewhere and have a beautiful view, but like really a music a popular is, choice on the podcast. Yeah. Well, actually, the, the, the tune I just released yesterday, good plug, yeah, yeah. Um, called Hideaway was actually um, I took a modular case with me to brazil and i was in the rainforest and like it was absolutely pissing with rain every day obviously it's a rainforest i didn't really think yeah. about it and so like after that, yeah so i was like this is going so good i had this shit planned and like it was just raining every day so i was just on my modular loads and and it was really beautiful and i actually made that track like on the modular in in um in brazil okay. but like i said right. it's like if you wanted to have a dream studio it's really about the people who you can bring in and stuff so yeah so uh, for me it's london like it's just such a great place with so many talented people so, you know. and the rats and mice thing wasn't an insult we did the first season of the podcast in a basement facility oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. near the Thames and there were <laughs> yeah. there were actual mice <laughs> oh, well, like, oh. I have, uh, there was lots of there was like rats in my old flat in yeah. Camden yeah. like and it was and I was like I remember once I was actually working and this rat came in through the wall and tried to it picked up a penguin from the kitchen side <laughs> And then and he I was like, like, "This is I, what the advert said." No, so I turned to look at it, and then he saw me, and he just dropped the penguin like that. And then, and then as he's run up again, I was like, "If he comes back, I'm going to film him." So yeah. he came back, and he's picked up the penguin again. So I started filming him, and then he's tried to jump up with the penguin in his mouth, like trying to shove it through the hole in the wall. Crazy. Nice. Did he get away with it? No, no. Yeah, I mean, he got a bit of the penguin, but so he could have had. Right. He could have had it. I, I was. I, I gave it to him. Yeah. But... He sounds so, friendly though. That sounds yeah. like a friendly. It's a housemate one. essentially. Yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not great in your house. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So you need daylight. You've got to be in London. Um, mm-hmm. So what? What's the interior aesthetic of this place? So you're not in um, a basement. You're somewhere. You're high up. Are you looking over London? Yeah. Um, it's no. I don't really care if it's high up. I, I'd rather it be high up than low down. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not into the really low down basement yeah. thing. Having done that. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I mean, intrinsically, that's not going to have daylight anyway. So I don't really care if it's ground floor or... I'd probably rather it not be like the 2000th floor of the W Hotel because that's yeah. just a bit wanky, isn't it? Right, okay. You don't want to be top of the shard or something. No, no, no. You don't want okay. to be top of the shard. That's, that's just me then. Well, Maybe, it's just yeah. a bit, I mean, it's like a novelty, isn't it? But imagine you've got a session with someone and then you're like, just come to the top of the show. And then they get there. It's <laughs> That's exactly like, what I want, yeah. Uh, it's kind of puts you on a bit, it's a bit of a power trip. It's all my formative yeah. years playing SimCity and building a big, a big, oh, yeah. a big mayor's house on a mountain in the middle of SimCity. Is that what you and did? And then did you build yeah. a studio at the top? Yeah, well, in my head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere a bit more down to earth then than the top yeah, of the shard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But okay, like yeah. somewhere between a basement and the top of the shard is yeah, the, is yeah. what we're working with. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's the kind of vibe though? We need a mm. kind of vibe. So like, what's okay? What's uh, your creative space side? Is it is it all modern, minimal, futuristic, or is it wooden and no? Cozy it's, and... it's it's actually like implicitly. It's like specifically neither. Like it can't be like chintzy and old, okay, richety mm. and stuff. But it definitely definitely can't be like clean spaceship white. studio i yeah. hate that yeah. like i hate that so much like magenta lighting clean white like take your shoes off when you come in yeah no way okay okay so not a direct home a studio in london that i experience <laughs> what's a studio that you've gone into and thought this is just right yeah you must have recorded loads of places yeah places. so what i mean any commercial facilities or places you've been where you've gone this is yeah nice. i mean like who did, would you steal so I did, we did the whole second album of London Grammar at the church. Oh, and, uh, beautiful. So, I mean, that's not bad, is it? Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's just... And that is that kind of middle ground, cosy, but not... Yeah, it's yeah. cosy, it's really mm. lovely. But it's not like, chintzy, but it's like kind of Yeah, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. And it's just like, uh, that was actually one of the times where I really... Got, like, Paul kind of got me into Eurorack, which is... Uh, so mm -hmm. thanks, mate, now I'm broke. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, it was definitely a time where I like really kind of connected with that stuff because i'd just be there late at night and just like it's kind of amazing in the church because when when the lights are dim and it's like there's no window like light coming through the stained glass windows it's just all the lights are blinking and stuff mm -hmm. and everything it's kind of amazing nice so it's got that whole eurorack wall behind the desk yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah amazing so you were spending time just noodling on this yeah after 100%, hours yeah Wow, that's it's such like it is like drug dealing, isn't it? Introducing people yeah. to your Iraq. <laughs> so, oh, go on, yeah, just play, play on it a while. Just it's start fine. with one. Yeah, like, like yeah. you're dope for like oscillator. That's the gateway, and yeah. then you're yeah. an addict, and yeah. like yeah. you're in like your yeah. anonymous. Like yeah. I had one dope. For... Yeah, exactly that. So, um, you could just take the church. Yeah, you could just take it over. Mm -hmm. That's fantasy. Fantasy forever. Studio. You don't have. I mean, you don't have to clear this with Paul. You, yeah, yeah, you could call I'm him. Sure, but... if you're right with that. Do you reckon? I mean, it's great. Listen, it's a beautiful studio. Like, there's some things about it that personally, I, I, yeah, like it's, it's really interesting. It's kind of unique because it has the whole thing about um, the desk. This desk is in the live room, mm. so like, it's a really. I've never been to a studio, especially on that like commercially on that level where that's yeah. the case. So you're always monitoring on cans. Mm. So it's kind of interesting. Like, there's mm. well, obviously they have different rooms, but the main room, the desk is in the studio, which is a really, it's a really fun thing to work with. But I don't know if I would want that to be the case all the time. But we just mean the vibe, like the actual the vibe, vibe. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful. How could you? Yeah. So church like you could take something like the church, whack in a big wall in the middle, okay, so that you can have your control room. Mm -hmm. Say you know you okay. get some architects in, pop a wall up. <laughs> Yeah, pop it wherever you like. We're trying to get. We're trying to upsell dreams here. Come we're on. trying to upsell your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can have all of that, but I don't want it to be in a church. Okay. Okay. So you because don't, okay. I think there's just too many connotations to the okay. totally building. It's from being haunted out of the last place. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want any potential ghosts. Yeah, like, yeah. Just no Nothing more ghosts. 
priest adjacent. A friendly yeah. rat is fine. A ghost, no, that's no, too no. far. Yeah, I can see a rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, can't see a ghost. <laughs> okay, well let's 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 move on to the uh, the three free items, which are the audio interface, the computer, and the DAW that cool. you would have in your Fantasy Forever studio. So, like, what are you using at the moment, and what would you have forever? I mean, audio interface, I just go UA all day long. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. No questions asked. Okay. Um, so like the top, the top yeah, one. whatever the top system of UA is. I mean, I'm using like an AXP or whatever now, okay. but I have them in all. You know, I've got a studio at home and my yeah. studio with the band, so I kind of it's like amazing. I just plug my computer in, same experience. So amazing. it's eight P. Yeah. That's the with the preamps with the P. Yeah, the preamps. Yeah, the preamps. Yeah. Okay. And what about uh, DAW? DAW. I'm gonna have to go with Logic just because I've always had, I've always used it, and recently I've sort of been cusping to Ableton but I'm going to stick with Logic okay not tempted to go over to the Ableton side you do have forever after all yeah no I'm going to I do have forever if I was on my own I'd probably say maybe I would choose Ableton but I have to choose Logic it's just too many things that annoy me in Ableton you can't scroll you can't zoom in and out properly it's just flawed. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So you've been with Logic for a long time then? Yeah, I've used Logic my whole life. Well, since I was like 14, I think. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the user. When going more into electronic, that's when you sort of started experimenting with Ableton though. Because it yeah, felt it's like just you like should. a sandbox there was in. Like yeah. you can just go, okay, I want that. And then you're like, I want to have an LFO over there. And I want to put that on there, and then I want to sample this thing, and then apply the groove of that to this. It's kind of like it's a complete and utter like lateral thinking mm. sandbox, which is really cool. Mm. But it's just like there's certain things about it. Logic and very well versed. Like the first Logic I ever bought came with this in a box, like whether <laughs> there was this many books. Yeah. But I don't oh, know if you ever saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that like, I mean, yeah. who yeah. read that? My dad always used to say RTFM. Yeah. Like a manual, but like. There was, I was like, mate, I don't even read the manual. I mean, he reads the manuals for like the toaster. So I'm not <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, there's, there's like this, bo- there's this box like this big. I don't know, but like it came with. It's kind of yeah. mad. But yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, I actually. Magic just... days was it? Pre Apple must be. Was it? One, was ah. Oh, no, it was. It was Apple, but I think it was like the first Apple one. Yeah, one. And they just bought one. it, yeah. so they were like, "We've bought it. We're making the books." Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. I had to throw out my Logic books just recently, and it was a really sad <laughs> day actually. Yeah, I still yeah. had them until just recently. That's yeah. so good. It's a yeah weird admission. Read them ever. I never read them. Yeah, yeah. No, but you were you sad to throw them out. Yeah, like, the logic the, books, oh. yeah, not the logic the, books. The, the like, trove of knowledge. Yeah, of course. The absolutely as... pointless knowledge. And now they've changed the shortcuts about twenty times. Oh, yeah. anyway, so. Nightmare. Um, your computer then? I mean, it's just a new Mac. Yeah. I've actually yeah. got yeah the Mac Studio I've been using in there. But yeah, new fast Mac, whatever. Nice. Locked right. in. Locked, Locked in. in. We'll we'll soup it up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. soup it up. Yeah. Give me all the give me all, the, all the shit, all oh, the bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah. good graphics. And now we get to move on to the more sort yeah. of personal suggestions. You got mm-hmm. six other items now for mm. your studio. So item number one okay. for your forever studio. Item number one is a um, Bosendorfer upright piano. Upright, mm. okay. Yeah, I mean to be honest, it's a Steinway Grand, but I'm. But you know, we don't know. I don't exactly know how much space I've got in the studio. I as well, as much as you want. It's fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, upsell dreams. I just think of Bosendorf for uprights maybe a little bit more interesting. Okay. So I'm gonna go for that. Yeah. Okay. It sounds great. I don't know. I so why why the Bosendorf over the Steinway apart from the know, space concern? There's actually what, yeah, like I was playing all the in the Yamaha shop the other day. I was playing well, not the other day. It was a while ago, but I was playing through them and like. There's one particular Bosendorfer upright. It was just like so beautiful, and I think because I grew up on it. I mean, I love playing Grands. I've played them on a lot of records and stuff. But um, 
actually the church has an amazing Steinway ground um, and we did our first time in this place called State of the Ark and they had a really amazing yeah. Steinway ground as well down in Richmond yeah. so yeah, yeah exactly so it's kind of like I love that sound and it's beautiful and it really works for what I like to do as well but um, I just think there's something about if it was forever there's like a familiarity to like just the even the way the process of sitting down and upright and like seeing the hammers in front of you and stuff. Mm. Oh, so you like. take the front off. Always have... take the front off, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, what's that about? Is that just the sound of it? It's Do the you sound, re- yeah. record it differently or what? No, no, it's the sound. I mean, like most of our pianos are in dire straits because of it because like the ones, there's one that my brother and I have had forever that's just like, it's, it's had the hammers fixed so many times from like parties and stuff, but it's um, because yeah. the front has been taken off. You mean the front's off and yeah. like everyone's just sort of like spilled stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's right. kind of an old rickety piano that one, so it's fine. But they build you build up like an emotional attachment to those kind of proper yeah. instruments, don't you? Like yeah, yeah. With like that one's just covered in um, like passes from gigs we've gone to. Like oh, it's just like cool. so the whole thing's covered in. Mm-hmm. Kind oh, of that's cool. nice. Yeah. And so would you would you not just get that one refurbished? Or no, would you, okay. I hate that piano. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I hate fine. that piano. I never play it. I yeah. like looking at it, but honestly, I really don't like that piano. Okay. And, I mean, you could steal somebody's Bosendorfer. Do you mm. know of anyone who plays this? Or would you just... I mean, you could just raid the Yamaha shop. Obviously, you don't have to. You no, no. I, I mean, would if I could have, like, a, a particular piano, mm. I mean, maybe I'd take, like, Chopin's writing piano or something just for, like nostalgia apparently yeah. someone like bought a flat and found that piano no, no way yeah in the attic I'm pretty sure it was, show- it was definitely Chopin's piano but I don't know if it was and there's someone like bought a flat and it was in the attic and then it was worth like two million or something yeah what okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah true story right, true story right Chopin's writing yeah. 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 yeah found after 150 years wow, wow. That's... yeah yeah Reuters that's nice good lord Mad. but that's not an upright right um, yeah it was an upright Oh, no, so this one it looks grand. like oh, was it a baby grand or something? It like a baby yeah. grand, yeah. yeah. Nice. Why? How do you have that in your attic and you don't know? Like I don't know, you're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's like a ship piano yeah. in the attic. You can have it. I don't think it was an apartment. I think this was like <laughs> it's a country <laughs> estate, isn't it's it? A country right. house. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That makes more sense. Okay, so you've got the the Bosendorfer with mm-hmm. the front off. Mm-hmm. Item number two. Item number two. Yeah. I decided I was going to just completely like not think about these before because I was yeah um, we like that was, as well yeah we just, mm-hmm. item number two I mean it's got to be uh, a Jupiter eight okay yeah you've mm-hmm. got one of those already I've got one of that. those yeah and when did you get that uh, I bought that about five years ago or something okay. from Tom Carpenter you know yeah, Analog yeah. Solutions yeah, mm. yeah so I went to his his house it was really windy that day and like I'm a bit trampoline <laughs> like blew into the house from across the garden <laughs> and he was like freaking out loads I don't know it's funny but he's kind of he's mad he's such an amazing guy yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah so like it's uh I've got a couple of things from him but yeah that's definitely in there the Jupiter's just like it's the only one because I've got quite a few like vintage synths mm. but I think it's the only one that like is just it can be completely modern digital, like not digital, but like modern, clean sounding if you want. And like, it's very versatile. It's not like, I've got a memory Moog, which, well, currently if I turn it on, I can play one chord and then it sticks on that yeah. chord. But, they're but not even when it reliable, is working, they're not very reliable, but even when it's working, it's like, um, it just, it sounds unbelievable. But if you want to put it in a record, it's so huge. Mm. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Like you, yeah. you have to EQ the hell out of it to like get anything. Wrecked. Take away all, out, all, a lot of its joy. All the goodness. To make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I think that's what people don't realise about vintage synths in general is that 
they think because they they listen to like YouTube demos of just like a big minor seventh, and you're just like, whoa, that <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. ridiculous. But then yeah. you try putting it in a record. Like the reason it sounds so good is because it's not quite in tune, mm-hmm. and therefore, like if you try and put it in a record and maybe it doesn't sound yeah. right, and then if you want to make it perfectly in tune. That's just like a profit six, and yeah. then people are like, well, it doesn't sound as good as the profit five, but that's because it's in tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but there was a, there was a trend for this with plugins, like not in in the soft semi early days of plugins, where they'd have these patches that you could just like, oh, the big like the Omnisphere patches. Yeah, oh yeah, and like, huge, and like absinthe yeah. and stuff back in the day, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they'd be like, that's amazing. Yeah, and then just huge. You can't make you can't make records with it. No, like, you can't do anything. <laughs> with it. Like, yeah. It's just this like evolving. Yeah, like, yeah. You just get in like, the verse and you're just like. It's just like it's a massive patch. It's just like twelve yeah. different reasons. Really inappropriate on it. Like, to like serving any song. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then you go into like some effects rack in the back of the plugin. There's just like twenty effects that are all like it's just... seventeen oscillators. Yeah, yeah. But what's weird about that? It's like the Vegas mode for desks, right? Yeah. But for patches, it's just going. This is what it can do. Yeah. yeah. And on a desk, it's like no one's gonna have the the faders going up and down all the time all the lights flashing yeah. on and off but like yeah. I guess it's a demo tool it, it's, it's like a Tesla doing that thing with, you know it does with all the, like, all doors, the doors going opening, up and yeah, down yeah. Oh, right, lights yeah. on you don't use it not great for driving no <laughs> yeah <laughs> The Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Audion, makers of the Evo 16 and Evo SBA interface, as well as the Evo Expanded system. Yes, building on Audion's 25 years of design heritage, the Evo range of audio interfaces and preamps provides stacks of I.O. and professional-level audio performance alongside innovative new features like Smart Gain and Motion UI designed to make recording easy and to enable you to focus on the creative process. And all of that is without breaking the bank. Yes, multi-channel smart gain means you can dial in microphone gain automatically for up to 24 microphones at once, and all in less than 20 seconds. Great for drummers or full band recordings. That's right, the Evo 16 interface serves up a massive 24 ins and outs, including 8 preamps with smart gain. And each SP8 provides another 8 intelligent Evo preamps, advanced ADDA converter tech, and a versatile range of I.O. connectivity, including two JFET instrument inputs. The Evo SP8 is designed to be the perfect partner for your existing audio interface and rounds out the Evo expanded system. Visit audient.com for more information and to explore the Evo expanded system. So um, I guess you're, it's totally refurbished by Tom, the Jupiter, and yeah, yeah, midi up and everything. Yeah, yeah. it's midi up. Yeah. It's like, it's great. Nice. It's, and you know what? It's like, it's, it's never had a problem like, yeah. since I bought it. <clears throat> for a much more reasonable price than yeah. now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nuts. Well, that's the thing with those ones. Though, like, you know, oh my God, Jesus, some of the prices. Sorry, it's nuts. Googling. You guys you... don't fancy one, do you? No, no. no. no okay, cool. I don't have a spare 30 grand <laughs> kicking around, I'm afraid. Cool. <laughs> okay, moving on. With item number three, we've got the Jupiter 8 locked in. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Before we get to three, tell us about the, the Jupiter 8. Has it appeared on your new material? Yeah. Yeah, Is it? Like, oh, when... I've used it on a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to. I don't really remember what I use stuff on because I just have a lot of different things and then I never name anything. So it's like on Logic. Right. So it's like. It's track like, 37. Yeah, track 37 could be like um, some bongo like <laughs> perk that comes from Modular or it could mm-hmm. be like Hannah's vocal on a London Grand Machine. Like you have no idea. So it's right. kind of. It's actually. This re- isn't good practice, guys. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really, not. really pisses me off because yeah. we send the stems to people. Like Dan's the same. Like, and Hannah, we're all the same. So it's like we're sending the stems to someone and then they're like. This, they're just like, can you could you explain this? I'm like, why? Well, I don't know. Just you have to figure it out. Just listen. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, just use your ears, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the bongos. That's the vocal. Like, um, um, but yeah, the Jupiter. I've used it on quite a lot of stuff. 
Um, and what's been some of the, the most significant gear on your solo project? Oh, Stuff that uh, you definitely could have made the solo yeah, project without. Yeah, I mean, like uh, the Erica synth stuff in general. Like oh. it's just all over everything. Like there's quite a lot of modular. Um, mm. And also like the... the, the um, I have all this stuff and then I always go back to like the... Particularly the OB6 um, and the Prophet 6. Like So when, when we go from the studio to live... Uh, with band stuff, I basically took all of the synth parts, all the poly stuff goes on. I make a representative patch on the Prophet 6, and then all of the mono stuff, I make patches on the Sub 37. Yeah. It's mm. like absolute yeah. road horses. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like I fell out of love with them a bit just because they what they meant. They were like, we're going on tour, whatever it was. But right. like, And I used them in that context. But actually... I've really got back into them and like the Prophet, I mean, the Prophet 6 is so amazing. I've been using it all the time. Like it's just, mm. it's so versatile mm. and like it just sounds so good. And it's just like, um, so I mean, those are all over, always all over everything. I just tend to put like OB6 is all over my solo stuff as well. And on tour, they survive? They happy. survive great. Yeah. I mean, mm. they're a bit, the, the, there's a couple of buttons that don't really work and yeah. stuff, um, but and actually, one of the one of the sub sounds is completely broken. So no, okay. <laughs> but like, yeah. Luckily, we had a backup. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But That's a fun. lot of people wouldn't even take those on, so they'd take. Mm. You know, they'd have they'd yeah. resample them, and you know, like just have. Yeah, it's cool. So I just like it's for me. It's like again, it's like the process of yeah. like I just love. I kind of have like I have a Nord stage two. I've got like a machine, and a, um, what goes next to the machine. Something else, obviously, really important. <laughs> and then there's like the profit and the sub, and then I have like my drum kit to the yeah. left. It's kind of like mm. a little world, and I can kind of jump around and stuff. And a lot of it is mm. visual as well, like having just a MIDI keyboard connected to a load it of. Just looks, it, yeah, 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 it's yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, all right, then. Well, let's let's go on to item number three. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, item number three is I've got to pick a drum machine. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna go for. Um, the the Percons, the new Erica drum machine. Ooh. Probably like the least like practical drum machine to pick. <laughs> All that. But yeah. It's a good choice. It's yeah. just great. I've been using it on everything. Like, yeah. It's amazing. So, oh yeah, I know this one with the little, it's, it's got the so little good. pinboard thing, right? Uh, oh no, it's a sequencer. It's got a sequencer on it. Yeah. yeah. So um, what is it about the Percons that uh it Makes is it just it's just instantly sounds great like it's just you don't really have to particularly know what you're doing really interesting sequences and stuff but really easy to use mm. and um it just is a little bit deeper than you know like a like a drum brute or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, like so that sort of stuff i've used that a lot as well um but like it's just the sequences are amazing on Arturia stuff. It yeah. feels like you're just using like a plugin. Yeah. Mm. But then if you have the Erica thing, it's just kind of like it's just so much deeper. Like it, the the drum root is limited very much by its sound palette, mm. which is also why it's great because it always sounds good. Yeah. Mm. And the Erica can definitely sound not good, but it's um you just will get to better places I think overall. Mm. Nice. And so you 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 said the Erica stuff appears a lot on the new mm -hmm. material, like specifically Percons. Yeah, that's all over it. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, and, and the Zen cool. delay, which I probably have to pick as one of the things. Oh, okay. oh we'll get there, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, but yeah. like, um, so... It's like with these things, are they just, is this all, uh, this is all just like hardware, essentially? No, you, you can, can have, have software, yeah, yeah. if you okay, want software. Software like, uh, will be an item. We yeah, have yeah. plugins. One, one plugin, yeah. basically. You're going to need some speakers as well, probably. Yeah. If you want to hear any of this okay, stuff. Okay, cool. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, I've only got three left, but okay, cool. And in terms of the percons, then those the sort of sequences you're making with this, are you making full like kick snare hats, everything, or is it just sort of odd percussion parts sort of thing? Um, 
you could, I'd just have to make everything with that and I'd have to like obviously <laughs> be doing lots of multi-tracking because okay. it's right. not going to be but on your actual solo stuff as well we oh mean, no no like, where so am like, I doing yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, oh, oh I'm I kind of use it yeah I always use stuff annoyingly in one batch and then I'm like get to the end and they're like have you got this kick drum without the hat and I'm like no yeah. can you get it back no it's like you can only ever get those things once yeah yeah but then it's so it's kind of difficult to mix sometimes but uh i feel like it's just more i try, I tend to just do long takes with stuff like that like hi-hats find moments yeah like if on all of my solo stuff like the hi-hats are basically always like they're always different the whole way through the track um mm. and then even if i'm doing it on software i'll play all that stuff in on a keyboard like it's just kind of i, ne I never ever in my whole life have ever drag and dropped a beat once I don't wow think. that's a bold claim honestly I've, it's, it's the one thing that i can i never do i don't know why just for me personally it just never works should out. get it on a t-shirt <laughs> no dragon <laughs> drop and, and walk into like <laughs> a super booth or some music event yeah, yeah, yeah. ims like, in really ibiza weird, just, just like it's... i know drag and drop beats mate it's like it's like the no sync <laughs> it's like no sync for djs isn't it yeah, yeah, it's such a production flex it's such a production flex i'm a sinksman so that's yeah, fine so like, yeah but i'm not a drag and drop <laughs> the <man. sinksman. laughs> so i mean i guess you're a drummer and a keyboardist yeah. so why would you need to yeah why would i drag and drop yeah well, same why reason would... he needs to sing. <laughs> hey, wait, why, why did i spend my whole life learning so i could drag and drop but do you quantize? You must use a quantize. Yeah, quantize the hell out of yeah. everything. Oh, well, I'm going to play it all. Like, of course I quantize it. Play some mess, mate. But I do not drag and drop beats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go and draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Go and draw exactly. the line somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're going to play a bit of quantize. You sort of edge your way up to 100 and then you're like, actually, now that sounds all right. Yeah. 99.9. So, no, yeah, no. in the sort of nine, 80s, 90s. Yeah, yeah, 99. Yeah, it's a bit of me in there. 1% yeah, of me. Yeah, 1% of me. This is the future. This is where yeah. AI is going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got a new track. How much of it is you? One percent. The rest, <laughs> the rest uh, I don't know. I just, I just asked for a track and it gave yeah, me one. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's right, lock okay. that one in. That's locked and, in. And uh, yeah. we'll go on to uh, item number four. Okay. Um, do I need some speakers then? Well, yeah. you don't have to, but you know. Yeah, I'll have some speakers. Fine. <laughs> I'll have. Um, I'll have the. To be honest. You could obviously go for like ACC, so they're kind mm -hmm. of like the best speakers ever. But I'm just going to go for my speakers, the Dynaudio 15s, because I just absolutely love them. Okay, they sound they're like still an... quite significant speakers, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. big, big boys. Yeah, you have to yeah. get one. You have to get the like the things to actually put them on, which is which I didn't realise when I bought them. And then there's like one bloke who makes them, and he's like, I can have some for you in five months' time. I was like. Oh. Yeah, the the speakers I will not have is the the Yamaha. The NS10s. No, no, oh. the NS10s, of course, classic. Yeah. But no, the the HS, whatever. HS50s. I've got a pair at home. Oh yeah. And then there's a pair at my studio, and it's like, they seem to whenever there's a problem, they reappear. And I come into the studio, and it's like, oh, there's obviously the problem with the other speakers, and they're there again. I just like they play. I don't oh, know why. Oh, I see. So, the, so I use yeah. them, but like they just do. My it's head not in. against the speaker; it just represents a problem the in the studio because they appear, and it's like. Yeah. Also, I just re yeah, I don't, I don't like them. They just sound. I don't like. They the were really they popular for a while, like the EHS series. Like we've had them yeah. actually. I think we've had, even had them. No, as they a are. They are really yeah. good. That's the thing. They're like that's that's what they managed to do with Yamaha. Is like. Yeah. They, they've kind of done a similar thing than the NS10. I don't know how they've managed it because you yeah. know the NS10 yeah. was the speaker that everyone had. Yeah. Mm. And it, it is like, the thing about the NS10s is like, it's so amazing that, because they don't sound great, but like if you make something sound good on NS10s, it does yeah. genuinely sound good on everything. I don't know why that is. I think, but then I don't know if that's necessarily exactly the same with the HS speakers, but overall, I mean, they're... I'm going to say, all, all they did with the HS, they made the, the thing white. 
Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, those are. I mean, it's genius marketing. Yeah, it's like the yeah. KRK yellow, yellow cone, cone yeah. or like the Focusrite yeah. being red. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. that just instant brand recognition. Well, then also the white on whites. I mean, that's like a flex, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like some people have the white on white HSs. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. a bit much. Yeah. But yeah. It's a, yeah, a bit gaudy. Yeah, yeah. I love the whole range of those, the NS, though. They go down to like, you can get like a, because they were like, Hi-fi speakers essentially. You can get like little diddy ones. Oh, like yeah, you can sure. get like tiny little can you? Yeah, like three inch cones or two inch cones. Oh, you can put there. like a thing above on them and put them on your head. Quadrifying. Walk around like dolphins. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, you've got DT one hundreds, you yeah, think yeah. you're cool, but I've got actual mini NS tens <laughs> on my head. You know your stuff. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are the B, the BM fifteens, are they? Yeah, yeah, that's it. BM fifteen A's. Yes, yes. yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, 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 they're great. Okay. What did you have before that then? Uh, before that, had um, eggs, which I ah. loved. But like, yeah. eggs are a nightmare. I got my pair of eggs fixed three times by one guy who like knows how to fix Monroe them. eggs. Yeah, and then um, they're just like they just they just kept breaking because I my old eggs studio. Do that. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Sure. Love it. That's, that was good. Uh, that was good. Um, but yeah, I was. They, they, in my old flat, it was like a complete. It was chaos. I mean, like, it was like all of the synths were around and we'd have parties and then it would just be like everything got smashed and it was kind of like I had like a memory moog and a, and a Jupiter 8 and all this stuff like in, in the middle of the flat. It was kind of hilarious. But, and then there'd be like 100 people just like partying in the flat. But um, it was. Uh, now I have separation, so it's fine. But, yeah. but like, yeah, they, the eggs were important because there was no acoustic stuff. Yeah. And I actually, they, I think the eggs are the modern day version of the NS10. Like, they're so honest. And like, if you get something right on that, they're really, and I felt really confident mixing on those. And then they're just a bit, um, they were just so hard to fix. And obviously they went bust, I think, probably because right, yeah. they were selling like just ridiculous. Like, the amps were like so beautifully made, all made in England, I think. And like, you had no to shell out a lot they for went them. bust. Like... Sorry, no. Good. Been selling that one a while. I was yeah, saying, yeah. Oh, you were waiting for me to come around. You've been selling that for a while. It was kicking me under the desk. Say it, talk about it. But yeah, no, but they were really popular. But like, I think a lot of people found it weird that they had an amp. In because the, they came out yeah. in an era where everybody was like, "Oh, thank God, we've got active speakers now. We don't yeah. need her." And then they were yeah. like, "No, wait." <laughs> and it's also yeah. it made me realise that there's a thing. There's like speak on cables, and some of speak on some speak on cables like actually don't. They look like speak on cables, but they don't transfer the power or whatever. Right. So there's like mm. I still don't really understand this, but there's one cable that works for like both of the eggs in my studio. I think it might be like the power of the amp is too low or something because. Right. I couldn't. I, I still can't really get both of them working, so I've just kind of given up. Okay, so you still have right. them. And I still have them. They just sit they in the studio, work, and but... it just it annoys me that they don't work because yeah. I tried to make them work because I was like, I need these eggs to work. But... Yeah. <laughs> so but... I don't. I just blast the Dynaudios the whole time, so yeah. I'm a bit deaf. Fair. Would you uh, keep them just as an ornament, broken? Uh... <laughs> like I mean, a Fabergé is... egg. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I could no, you've got a Fabergé egg. No, it's it's a Munro. No, yeah, it's turn it round and you see more yeah. useful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, much less beautiful. Um, no, they're really bad ornaments because then you need the stands because they don't sit upright. Like they just Fabergé. roll about. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, like, that's no, a good point. I, don't want to keep them. I never understand oh, that Fabergé. Anyway, 
People collect them, though. Like people collect those fabric eggs. eggs. Yeah. Yes. You mean there was like the egg that someone found the other day that was like one of the last fifty eggs from like the ancient Russian royal family or something? Like, yeah, that's probably one of them, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. is that a Fabergé egg? And someone found one in an antiques dealership, like, right. and they and it's worth like millions. I'm and, really impressed by your, your knowledge of people finding random <laughs> expensive yeah, stuff. These are two <laughs> versions of that that I know. I don't know why they've come up. I'm hoping for more. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> we'll mention it, something later, and you'll be like, do you know recently? <laughs> A guy in a pub uh, <laughs> found one of those. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> look it up. Is it? Yeah, it is. Look, uh, Fabergé imperial egg found. Yeah, imperial yeah. egg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no date on this, so no. No, it was the other day, I think. Oh, it was the other day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't believe you don't know about this. Well, come on. Look, I'm normally all over the Fabergé egg news. Honestly, <laughs> I've got a Google alert. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Dine so, Audio's locked in. Yeah. Item number five. Item number five. I'm going to go for. Um, I feel like I should have something modular. Just for fun. One thing. Oh yeah, one thing. Unless you get a. Because I got a, you know, like I, I bought a Bootler, like a two hundred. Oh, that's system. okay. That comes as a. It's thing. bought. It's one system. I got it. It came yesterday. Uh, we allow a system, right? We're not. We, we're not going to hit the. No, I'm not no going to hit the air horn. Okay, okay fine. The bundle air horn. It's a Bootler, so come yeah. on. Yeah. It's a. It's fine. It's, a it's known allowed. System, You're going to say right? no yeah. to a Bootler. Yeah, we've allowed model tens well, and things before, so you okay, got yeah, ten I've got a model fifteen. Yeah. Model fifteen. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not as good as a ten actually, but. Because the 10's got the, there's the 901As in the 15, which are the oscillators. So they're like, the original circuitry is, I think, just the 901, which is like, supposedly sounds better. Okay. That is what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, no, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a Bookler 200E, do you say? Yes. The system. Yeah, I just bought it. So what's the, what's the story behind it? And yeah. It's actually like, a, it's and actually you, And kind you said of... you just bought it. <laughs> You've just got it. Yeah, when did you actually bet? Because they don't come on the day now? you buy them, do they? Like, uh, March the yeah. 16th. Yeah, I ordered it in April last year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Brilliant. it's actually kind of a crazy story. Like my my uh, my grandma died last year and then she basically like left me a bit of money. Obviously not Buchler money, but um, she like, I just decided like I was going to get something with that towards it that like I would that I wouldn't really have look completely superfluous to my needs that I would yeah. never buy like just wanted something special or whatever yeah. mm. so I ordered this Buchler system and then the last thing she ever said to me was um, Una Paloma Blanca which means white dove which is like a song it's like Una Paloma Blanca okay. I'm just a bird in the sky and so this keyboard took obviously from April till this year to come and then in March this year well, end of February this year, basically, I released my first song um, called Bear. And then I got this email saying, like, your system is finished. And then I sent a picture to my mum. My mum was like, the keyboard is a white dove. So I've called the system Una Paloma Blanca. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, so, that's, cool. that's a wicked story. And I hadn't that's clocked really cool. that the keyboard was actually a white dove. And I was umming and ahhing whether to get the the uh, the one that's just like the music box, like keyboard. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. and I, but I thought with the bootler, like, I just wanted to use it as wacky as it is, I kind of wanted to use it as intended because sometimes mm. I do this thing with like modular cases where I get a new case and then I, I whack like a Expert Sleeper ZS9 and a black sequencer from Erica in it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all my cases end up functioning in a very similar way, yeah. which yeah, I don't yeah. think is the point of Euro. Just so they're mm. so usable, but yeah. I end up making sim. I've got four or five of these like travel cases that I've ended up making them into very sort of... similar synths. And I'm kind of, and now I look at it, I'm like, why? Whereas like with the boot crew, I'm like, I'm staying in that world. Like I don't want to be able to just like, make it work in exactly the same yeah. way as everything and else. And make it too close yeah. to your actual, like, you know, Moogs and exactly. Jupiters or whatever other, you know. 
I mean, it's completely mental. Yeah. I got it last <laughs> night. I plugged it in and I've, I spent, I was up to about 4am actually just like messing around on it. Like, and it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's completely off. It's not, I managed to get some, a really cool drone thing going. Okay. And then it's just quite wacky. And the thing mm. about saving stuff is quite interesting because I was like, you know, you can save patches on a 200 e But oh, obviously, no, no. so each, each, each module has like a remote enable, which means that you can save everything across all the sequences and all that stuff. But obviously, you're not saving like the patching. No. Right. Yeah. So if you patch up your system and left it the same, obviously, you could save stuff. But then in a way, if you, it's quite good for like saving sequences and stuff because I've got that polyphonic sequence, which I haven't got into yet. Yeah. But have you seen that with that's the lights? That's a little round screen thing. I mean, yeah. obviously, just got it because it looks sick. Like, yeah. that's, it looks like something the only... from a submarine, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, You've got to have that because yeah. it just looks sick. Like, yeah. Obviously, you yeah. can't not have that. Um, and then, <laughs> but it's just like, I think with something like that, it's obviously really in deep, like in depth yeah. of, it's not like a, I've had sessions before where I've had people in and they've, and I've just sort of, I've made the mistake of thinking like, let's knock something up on my modular. And I'm like, oh, over here. Yeah. And, and then you, I could just feel them like on the sofa just being like, <clears throat> like, yeah. so modular's <laughs> like a no. blip away. Yeah, yeah, it's like modular's <laughs> yeah. definitely a no-go. Like yeah. it's a real soul pursuit. Like it's a lonely yeah. art and it's fun. Unless you get like a complete nerd that you're working with who like like you and they just want it. They're like, let's get into that and that's can be but really fun. The, I guess the yeah. point of them is to break the way you usually work, especially like you, yeah. know, you can play you can play really well, so you don't need to. That's exactly yeah, why I like you, modular because I, I, you basically instead of controlling exactly what it's doing, you're essentially giving it a set of rules. Well, yeah, well. you're giving yeah, it. You're yeah. basically saying like, here's the rules. Like, you can do this, you can do that, you can do that, and then and then it kind of makes something for you. So it's like it, it's you just come up with stuff you wouldn't do. Like the tune I released yesterday, the main sequence on yeah. it is from a modular, and it just like it just has like a way of. I would never write that yeah. ever. I can't yeah, think yeah. of why I would write that. And in terms of, I mean, if you're into things doing, you know, giving a set of instructions, are you interested in the generative music stuff at all? Or is that a bit like? Um, I am, yeah. Like, and yeah, in terms of, yeah, with mo with modular, it's quite interesting, actually. I do sometimes, that weirdly, I tend to do more myself. So like, I'll, I'll quite often just like fire up all the synths and then just like, get them all kind of set to hold and then I'll tune them all to different notes and like just make like a really kind of big ambient chord of like mm. 15 notes or something mm -hmm. that's all from different synths. Um, that's the one thing that's really fun about having them running through desks because the only time I ever use desks, I never have like a desk in my studio. I just think it's... So another question around that then, I mean, like the solo music you're putting out right now is it's, you know without being too blunt it's music but mm. are you interested in sound design and stuff for movies and things like yeah. you know like because like that what you just said sounds like soundtrack else, yeah yeah a hundred percent i've always been really into, and that's a, yeah definitely I'm and these tools are soundtrack. perfect for that aren't they like come, definitely like, really finding your own unique sound for soundtracking stuff I yeah mean, definitely yeah. there's actually um i mean you can hear when stuff's i can hear when stuff's modular it's like there's a um there was a, a gallery exhibition the other day. I don't know if it's still on at the Strand by a guy called Richard Moss, like yeah. who's a photographer, and he took a load of old. Um, it was a dis disused like load of film that we used to use to like shoot um, infrared pictures of fields, because that was the only way mm. they could see where there was like hotbeds of army and stuff. And yeah. then they resold it, but it just he shot all the Brazilian rainforest to document like the deforestation problem. Yeah. And it's beautiful like all the rainforests come up as red and obviously it's like very symbolic of what's happening but the soundtrack was done they sh like you can go down into this room and watch the video and the soundtrack was all done by um ben Pe ben frost sorry 
and uh, I just got it on vinyl actually and I could hear like the modular in it and then mm. I went on his Instagram just to see because I was like and then I could just see he's obviously massively into his modular yeah yeah but it's kind of just sounded so deep and but he managed to make it because the thing with modular like you know some people just you go on like you see like a bootlet system and you're like and then it just goes and it's like yeah, and just yeah. like it doesn't sound, like it's a way of make, like you don't want it to sound like something falling down the stairs no, and getting randomly like, triggered you know, with, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's why sometimes you can be influenced by like for example with a bootlet like um all the floating a lot of floating point stuff mm. he uses bootlet and that to me i was like that was like a sign that i could go and get one because i've not heard that much stuff made on bootlets which i actually genuinely think sounds beautiful it's obviously yeah, interesting mm. but i think like it's important to know that it can do those things. Yeah, so. yeah. So they had that. I mean, it's a similar thing back in the day with like the, even the DX7 and stuff like that, where every, it got known for like cheesy sounds. Yeah, of mm. course. But actually, then these people like you know and stuff would dig in and be like, oh, it's nuts. Have, <laughs> like, you, play, have you ever played on a DX1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Paul it, had one. Like, yeah. it's actually on the last it's, track what, of our it's second album. It's five DX7s in one, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, just basically. like. But I think that's got poly aftertouch. Yes. Which is really weirdly rare. Like yeah. so, yeah. I've got a Deckard's Dream, yeah. um, which is great. But like, I when I first got it, I was kind of like, this is not that amazing, like for what it is, really. Mm. And then and then, and then I bought a Hydrosynth, yeah, because it's pretty much the cheapest way to buy a polyphonic aftertouch keyboard, and mm -hmm. it's also really sick, the yeah. Hydrosynth. But then, as soon as I started playing with poly aftertouch on the Deckard's Dream, it kind of unlocked what it was. Mm. I mean, that's mm. what the CS80. Yeah, it's really the and the, the controllability of it that makes it. And the quite, ribbon on the CS80. And the ribbon, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's got yeah, a, yeah, that's. It's all about the yeah. ribbon, isn't it? <laughs> What are you laughing? No, like I wasn't the... laughing at anything. I thought no. you were like, I thought you were like, what's this? Good? <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. It's a ribbon. That's, that's the ribbon. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, makes that has, sense. and the, the Deckard's has a ribbon as well. So it's, does it? it? Yeah, the Deckard's Dream's got a ribbon in front of it. So I was doing a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they call it the theremin controller. Yeah. So it's like actually, I use it like on. You can kind of, I'd play these melodies on it, and you just kind of like. Can but it's only as wide. Really... Is it only as wide as the no, rack? No. No, it's a de no. Sorry, I don't mean the deckers. No. I mean the hydrosynth. Hydrosynth, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like that's really cool. Like I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting to you. I'm glad we didn't lose that. We're both like, what? It doesn't yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Tiny little ribbons. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what we were the like. Deckers voice has got one <laughs> yeah. as well. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Very no, cool. Hydrosynth is great. So yeah. I mean, this is something I've got. I'm not a good pianist. I'm not mm -hmm. a good keyboard player, and I find that polyphonic Join after the club. <laughs> Well, I mean, you've done. You've put out some records. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, more than I've done. Um, I find that having the polyphonic aftertouch is sometimes a bit too sensitive. Like, how are you? How do you oh. deal with? No, I, I don't. No, I, I really like it. I don't know why. I feel like if you're not a pianist, it's kind of amazing because you can just sort of like rock over to your left leg and then rock. You could just. You know I me, mean? it's kind of like a. It's a really intuitive thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe play like this one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe my kind of fingers are wrong. No, it's it's interesting. Maybe my fingers <laughs> are wrong. Can you? It's like a, this is like a really interesting. But like, if you just put your fingers on the desk, like, could you just separate? Do you have separation? Like, could you go that finger push that one down or push that like fourth one down there? Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you oh, struggle yeah, to do that, or are you doing it in patches a bit because you don't have the control of each? Oh yeah, that's true. I don't. Like, have that's the probably control, why you don't yeah. like poly aftertouch. That's, that'll be it. If yeah. I was a deck, for anybody watching, you're loving this, right? Just yeah, yeah. Anyone listening, I'd yeah. love it. If I was like, <laughs> if I was a salesman of like, of, you know, like, anybody listening or watching, try, yeah. try, try individual different pressures on your fingers. It's harder than it sounds, especially towards your pinky. Yeah. Like yeah. you start doing this finger as well, you can't do them individually. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's other skills I could use to transfer that. Yeah. That over to yeah. It, you know. 
<laughs> I like I like the faces we all pull while we're doing it though. Yeah, really serious, <laughs> confused, just yeah. must. Anyway, but you should really try that before you buy one of these poly aftertouch keyboards. Don't go dropping eighty k on a CS eighty if you don't try this test first. Yeah, because yeah. you know. Well, that's why you yeah, get, keep right. getting kicked out of music shops, isn't it? Though just, just <laughs> it's the faces. It's the faces I pull. Yeah. <laughs> And the music I don't yeah. like. Especially yeah. on keyboards that don't even have polyphonic aftertouch as well. It's just... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a lot. We've got, got the booklet locked We've got in, the right? booklet, 200 yeah. E. yeah. Yeah. So we're on the final item now. Mm, okay, cool. I'm going to go for... Just like... I would be more specific, but I want just a lexicon reverb. And I was using originally the ones that were... There was like the old plugins that just had like Lex Hall, Lex Concert Hall. Right. But then, for some reason, I think they maybe discontinued those. So now I'm using just the U UA, like Lexicon two two four, but just like a nice. Well, digital... you want the original version of that, then the the hardware version. Yeah, I could do, but I probably prefer. I really like digital as hell reverb. I don't want any like vintage vibes in my reverb. I just want it to be like clean. No, but this crisp. is digital. It's just the, yeah, the of original course, of hardware course. two two four. You know, yeah, like it, the, is, the it, is, white it is. But it's, I'm sure it just has like less control. I don't really need the physical okay. thing. I mean, it might look cool. It's a flex, isn't it? Having that little white box. It is. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't really care. I just want like a really nice crisp digital reverb. So I'm going to well, go Well, then we can upsell dreams on that. I, I, wait, I, if I can remember what it's called. Do you know what it's called? Oh, yeah. Oh. The Chase Bliss one. No, I'm you're, oh, no oh. you're talking about the grey box. Do you know what it is? It's the Bricasti. Bricasti. The one that the, 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 like, the things move on their own. Oh, so Chase Bliss do a oh, thing called, uh, what is it called now? I know the one that's got motorised. The silver black one. That one is good. delightful. The Bricasti yeah. is nice, though. The is the Bricasti is... like an outboard, whatever? Yeah. It is an outboard one. But with yeah. a controller. Because I just like, the thing is, I just want a reverb to be on my computer. So you could, okay. even though it's obviously probably way better, I just want like a plug-in. You can have a plug-in. Yeah, yeah. We haven't got any plugins yet. Yeah. I don't want to like, I don't, I don't, I feel bad about the Bricasti where I should have taken it. No, no, you <laughs> don't have to feel bad. <laughs> okay, no, it's fine. It's funny, it's funny that you, Let you me see search it. for a reverb. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah. the Bricasti, it's a, here we go. Oh, it does have a plug-in, doesn't it? version it's called the m7 yeah mm. um and it's a rack mount thing it doesn't look like much in the rack but, but it has a There's the but also you know i'm only allowed one thing in the rack so it's going to look a bit sad on its own as well <laughs> you can hide yeah. it i'm just gonna have a giant rack with hide it behind your jupiter yeah everybody listening That's in nice. look this up the bricasti m10 controller it looks like something from a, a cool 70s yeah. spaceship it looks like yeah, it looks like it's from like an office in the late 90s <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that not yeah. the vibe you want yeah, yeah. like Late nineties seventeen. It, it does look like a little bit like the the phones that you have in hotels. Yeah, it does yeah, look yeah, like, like by your bed, which has loads yeah. of options. Just expensive yeah. room yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so the le we're going to lock in the lexicon plugin. Yeah, then. a lexicon plugin. Okay, okay. just the UA, UA or a... I should go for the two two four, the yeah. UA one or yeah, whatever. Nice. Okay. Nice. Right. Well, all that's left to do okay. is have a think. You've got one more item left. Mm -hmm. um, which is a luxury item, so not a piece of gear, but something else for your studio. Okay. Be as eccentric or as wild as you want, fantasy. Yeah. But before we get there, Will's just going to do your little rundown, have a listen of your studio so far. Okay. okay. We're in London, in a daylight-filled studio, not too high up. <laughs> not right? haunted. Not haunted, no rats. <laughs> it's not too clean, not too rickety, just, just right. Your computer, you've chosen a Mac Studio. Your interface is a UA Apollo X8P. Your DAW is Logic Pro X. 
For your first of your six items, you've chosen the Bosendorfer upright piano with the front off, importantly. Your first synth is the Roland Jupiter 8 with the MIDI mod. You have chosen an Erica Perkons as a drum machine. Your studio monitors are Dynaudio BM15As. Your second synth is a Buchler 200E system. And your final choice is a plug-in, the UA224 Lexicon Reverb. Nice. A bit of a come down at the end, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like for me, it's just purely pragmatic, isn't it? If I didn't have reverb, I'd have no career. So it's like, well, it's like, I've got to have a reverb. Yeah, fair. fair Say fair. that again. Hang on. Wait. <laughs> Why do you think you wouldn't have a career if you didn't have reverb? Well, everything I've ever been involved in musically is definitely reverb is like the the most important effect. And we always used to joke with Lionel Grammar as well, like we'd we'd be screwed without reverb. Like and without modern algorithmic reverbs, like we'd have had to go and record stuff in certain spaces. I'd like to hear. Mm. That's true, though. I'd like to hear an album that has no reverb on it. Obviously, I wouldn't um, actually enjoy listening. Yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what That's I mean the is, point, right? yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I feel I should stress with my studio when you say not too clean. We're talking from an interior design perspective, not from uh, for the listeners, not from. Uh, no, just just like just like socks and like empty plates. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need to yeah. stress that it's not too clean, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Aesthetically. Yeah, yeah. Aesthetically. Yeah. Not, yeah. not just not like, yeah. Not just, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, just on that reverb point yeah. then, so where would you have to go to, do you think? If you, if you couldn't have that reverb, where would you have to yeah. record to get something? It would be what? like a big cave, like, you know, a big. It'd be a huge game. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really think of it. But with no <laughs> mic, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no mic. Yeah, that's why yeah. I have to have the algorithmic yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah well, no, and actually, I mean, obviously outboard, again, yeah. like plates and stuff are great. But like if you, but, but before any of that, like you'd have to just go somewhere. Like a, 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 like a cathedral. I mean, a cathedral, yeah. actually, to be honest, I'm going to say cathedral. Because yes, there's nothing, you can't really beat the sound of like a beautiful cathedral, yeah. like the way the reverb mm. just is so amazing. They were designed to be sung in those things. And you have the Bosendorfer, yeah. but you're going to be recording it with your iPhone, it seems, because there's no mics. I've got no mics, yeah. yeah. I've got no That's mics. fine, though. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. iPhone, right. iPhone, the iPhone's iPhone's got good I mean, we already, you already, I was pragmatic enough with the reverb, and now you're killing me on the mics. <laughs> I mean, the bootcler probably would have to leave, All probably go for like do. an SM7B, to be honest, okay. but yeah. Then you need a cloud lifter, probably. But then I've got no bootcler. <laughs> yeah, then I need a yeah. cable Does, how to much, mic we, in. Yeah, we're not Oh, gonna, no, we don't, yeah, but yeah. Okay. Cables are included, that's fine, yeah. What's the gain on the Apollo X8P? Will, will it gain a, a 7, a... SM7? Yeah. You need like 70 dB for a for a SM7. What do you mean? On a... on a, a Of gain. To, yeah. Because they're, yeah. they're quite quiet. No, no, no. I've, I use... That's what I use all the time. So it's fine? Yeah, yeah, it's you fine. You don't need the cloud lifter? No, I don't need one of those. <laughs> Charm. Have you seen that? Like, yeah. I don't need one of those. Uh, yeah, just yeah. like deadpan. Like, yeah. let's see who's gonna who's gonna flinch on this. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Well, okay. let's go. Let's get. Let's talk. Final thing before we wrap up is the luxury item. Then, so mm. anything that you've moved from studio to studio, so anything that means a lot to you, or anything mental <laughs> that yeah. you would love to have in your dream studio that isn't a bit of kit. Removed. Any hobbies, maybe? Yeah, hobbies. Well, boot I have time for other hobbies. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's another t-shirt yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for the hobbies I've got a boot yeah. Yeah. I'm tired all the time it's after 4am trying yeah. to figure out how to make it make a sound um, uh, what have I moved from studio to studio 
Do you know, I'm actually like remarkably unsentimental when it comes to just stuff in the studio. Mm. Um, I think one thing that has annoyed me forever is I've always had a shocking sofa. Okay, so yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know why. I've got all this other stuff, but it's just, mm-hmm. and every time anyone new comes in, I think like, that sofa's shit. Like, you need, <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Like, we've, every, everywhere I've ever been, I've always had like a bit of a bad sofa. So maybe I'd just set a really, really lovely sofa. Like, it can't be leather, obviously. That's awkward when okay. someone sits down. So it's got to be like material. Nice sofa. Oh, it's quite. That's quite a friendly, yeah, friendly yeah. end. Like a big, big sofa. A big one, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, Not like weirdly big, where it's like a subject to talk about, but like just <laughs> like, where it's like a statement <laughs> piece. Do you know? How big does a sofa have to get <laughs> it's before like, it's weird? <laughs> yeah. Climb my step ladder to get up onto. <laughs> so are there? I mean, if you. Have you been? Have you? Wit- I don't know. Experienced? <laughs> have you yeah. experienced the perfect have you ever sofa? Oh, I thought you were going to say. I thought. Have you ever experienced an awkward sofa? Yeah, yeah, probably not something I talk about. An awkward sofa. Yeah. Why don't you like a leather sofa? What's wrong? Why is that so awkward? The noises. Oh, I should say they're horrible. In like the leather. Really? So- yeah, I've got yeah, a thing. I don't understand why people like leather leather sofas. Like, it just it's always blown my mind. Because like, they look nice. I have a leather sofa at home, and I hate it for that reason. Exactly. It looks wicked. Crap. It's yeah. wicked, but every every time I'm on it, I'm like, I can't watch it. It's not nice, this. is yeah. it? Especially, mm. yeah. It's not like it's you end just up covering it in like blankets and soft things to uh, make it actually yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you yeah. can't. You the can't blankets are like the reverb to the leather and sofa. Vegans, it's offensive as well to some people. The leather, you know what I mean? You don't want to do leather. That's nowadays. true. That's exactly. true. Some people might not so, want to work with you. Is there any particular sofa vibe you're going for? Just well, if I knew more about sofas, I probably wouldn't have such shit ones in all my studio. <laughs> So I just want, like, got to the root of the problem here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, like, yeah. Do I look like yeah. I know anything about sofas? Yeah. You know a good sofa guy, like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, let's just say a nice big <laughs> sofa. A nice big brackets, but not awkwardly big <laughs> sofa. <laughs> okay, good. That's going in the show okay. notes. All right, cool. Excellent. Well, all that's left to do is say thank you so thank much you for joining much. us today thank on the podcast you. and building this forever studio. Uh, most of the stuff you have apart from the Bosendorfer, right? Mm. So you just basically slimmed down your existing studio rather than building your fantasy studio. I saw it, didn't it. I? Yeah. That, that's like the biggest ego trip of all time. It's like, <laughs> no, I, just mean I so. want my studio. Like, <laughs> just give me my other stuff back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a way shitter version of my studio with only six things in it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dot. No worries. Thank, thank you, you for coming on the podcast. Um, what's really next then? Tell us more about your, um, what's coming album? up for you. Yeah, there's definitely there's there's there'll be news soon. Well, on all fronts, really. Like I'm, um, I've got some exciting stuff coming out um, with my electronic stuff, and I feel like that's like a journey that's just beginning, really. And I've got a lot of um, there's a lot to happen, but it's just it's starting very particularly very club focused and. Um, so that there'll be more DJing and that sort of stuff as well, and then um, there'll be definitely some news with the band soon as well, which is really exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So loads of stuff happening this year, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and touring as well potentially, or is that the news? Um, there's nothing in the diary yet, but you know I'm yeah. sure it will happen. It's just like you know, not, not so we, we always sort of like wait until. And DJing wise, right. festivals, things like that, people will be able DJing to see you wise, out. Yeah, I'll definitely be. I'll be. I'll be at a few things. Okay, yeah, coming so. I like the yeah. kind of secretiveness. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, like, yeah. I don't, you know, with these things, yeah. it's all like, <laughs> I don't know what I meant to say or not to yeah. say. To be honest, it's like not that, but I'm just like, yeah. being really secretive is hardly anything, diary. Yeah. But like, it's just, it will happen soon. It's actually more from that perspective than like, mm. I'm not telling you. Yeah. But you've got um, you've got stuff out there right now. The solo stuff is out. And yeah, yeah. Can check that out. That's so, yeah, there's, there's like, there's, a, and there's some more stuff coming in the f- next few weeks. Um, 
So there's lots, yeah, lots happening. Excellent. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you well, so much. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank Woo! you. Okay, well, another great episode and a nice heavy synth episode as well. Lots of gear. Lots of gear. And I really enjoyed that we finally got the Percons in as well because that's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool thing yeah. to have in the world. And amazing that he already has most of this gear as well, the exception of the Bosendorfer. Yeah. Except, uh, the, yeah, except the sofa, obviously. Except, <laughs> importantly, the sofa. The sofa, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all that's left to do is say thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time on My Forever Studio for more Adventures into Studio Foreverdom. Goodbye. Bye-bye.